0: Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peek, and this is episode 260. Today happens to be <clears throat> September the 16th, 2020. And um, I've got uh, a buddy of mine who's going to be logging in here in a minute, uh, Josh Treadaway. You guys have seen him on here before. Um, he uh, he texts me today and he's like, hey, you're doing a podcast? I'm, I'll be on. I'm like, okay. So anyway, that's coming up. Um, Before he gets on, I'd like to talk about uh, a lot of thank yous. Thank you to everybody who's reached out this past week and have talked to me. Thank you to my neighbor, Paul, who uh, he and I had a great conversation today about how we can change the world through um, making our community bigger just by getting to know one another. Um, Thank you to my mom for checking on us and making sure we're okay during this time. Um, my wife has had two interviews this week and you know, we're hopeful that something comes through um on the job front. Uh, you know, COVID's kind of affected everybody and so this is one of those things where we're trying to, you know, get our life back on track and this is one of the hurdles. <clears throat> so it is one of those things we gotta overcome. Um I have gotten to watch some shows this past week, it's been pretty entertaining uh, as far as Netflix and whatnot. My brother sent me down the rabbit hole of watching The Office, and I was like, okay, well, I'll watch it. <clears throat> and I've talked about this before on this podcast. And for a while, it was rough to watch because it was um, not very good, in my opinion. Like the first, epi- the first six episodes, which is the first season, is terrible, but it gets better. Um, after watching the completion of it, the ending is very endearing. It's very lovely. It's a love letter, basically. Um, it's been out for a while. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it to me to summarize it. The last few episodes, they get to see the documentary that was being filmed about them the entire time. And the ending is sort of a look back at their life and realize that the people that were involved in their life was not just people from the office. It was people that made up the fabric of their life and it was important. Um, and it became something lovely and, and it was very beautiful. Um, we got uh, Mr. Treadway signing in here. If I hit the button right, it looks like my camera's changing, so I guess he's popping in here. Hey, what's up? Hey, buddy. There you what's are. Going up? Hey. All right. I was there he I was already talking, but I, I'll we'll jump right into it.
1: My apologies, man. I'm sorry to, mean to interrupt the, the show.
0: No, no, no. It's fine. I kind of gave everybody a warning that you were going to pop on. on. Um, uh, I didn't know what your schedule was like, so I was like, I better just roll with it and see what happens.
1: <clears throat> I, wasn't so, trying, I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to rush your dinner, but uh, I, I, you know, just wanted to catch you and see. I know you got usually go to bed a little earlier than me.
0: Yeah, this is usually the time of the night where I start gearing down. But we've had a lot going on here at the house. Uh, we had people spraying some expanding foam insulation in my attic, and I'm making a, a YouTube video whenever they get done. I kind of want to. I want to show the progress as it goes. Um, I put a video up before about what it looked like before we started spraying. And my wife has been upstairs with us um a couple of times to note how hot it was. And she's like, let's get a thermometer and put up here and kind of show the difference. So we had some 90 plus degree days that we put it up there and the temperature on the little we had those round thermometers. It like pegged at 120 and went past the peg for a long time. And I was like, Holy crap. So today it was about 80 degrees when they started spraying. And this stuff that they spray is a chemical reaction. It puts off heat. So part of the thing of it doing it was it got warmer in the attic and when they got done spraying the majority of it, it was about a hundred degrees. So, you know, whatever, that is what it is. It will calm down as some of that heat goes out of the house. But, um, they did all of the parts that are down low, uh, that you can see, um, they still have to do the upper part, which involves bringing in ladders and support systems and stuff like that. But they're going to do that on another day. Um, the guy was telling me they can't spray it whenever there's moisture in the air. Like, like if it's supposed to rain tomorrow here, real heavy. Uh, he said they'll probably won't spray tomorrow something to do with the humidity affects the way it uh, clings to the stuff. So he's like, we'll just wait till probably Friday morning then, and then come out Friday and spray.
1: I apologize for all the bings. I don't know where they're coming from on my laptop. I know, hopefully you can't hear them on your side. Oh, I can totally hear them. All right. Well, I'm very sorry. I don't know <laughs> where they're coming from. I'm trying to shut them down. So. It sounds like uh, like Mario
0: Brothers every time you collect one of those coins.
1: <laughs> it's, ding, ding. it's been a while since I opened my laptop because everything's popping up from every messenger that you guys have sent or, or Facebook or whatever. So I'm trying to shut it down, but it won't shut up. It'll be up in a second. I apologize.
0: It's kind of like uh, you're in the bonus round of, of Super Mario Brothers.
1: <laughs> so uh, Greg sent out the uh, preview for uh, season two. Yeah. The Mandalorian. How cool was that? That was looking... It looked It looked like a real movie.
0: It did. Um, I noticed they stepped up their game on the music too. I mean, like you can tell through the success of the first season, they went... Well,
1: they got more oh, money. Let's,
0: let's put more money. In. Plus... Like, I don't know if you ever watched any of that behind-the-scenes stuff that he did in his studio stuff. Okay, so on it, they show a lot about how they filmed it and the things that that he learned whenever he did the Jungle Book and stuff like that. And they basically remade the way they do a lot of the filming because they used video game, three-dimensional ways of filming inside of this theater-type thing that's a round circle, and they can digitally map images on the walls and the ceiling and everything else. And then oh, they wow. so repose like,
1: it. It looks panoramic the whole time.
0: Yeah. So a lot of oh. that stuff is, is done in like this circular looking studio. It's really fascinating to watch. You would geek out about it. I was like, so they're,
1: so they're really building like one, they're really building on like one quarter of the actual set. Yeah. yeah. And then they're running these cameras. So it runs, it looks like it circles 360. Yeah. So it looks the same, but yet there's little nuances that are different based upon that.
0: And it, it builds off of everything that he's learned from doing the Avengers movies and from, you know, jungle book and stuff like that. It's just a a continuation of the learning, but this involved a whole nother thing because he was like, we learned doing jungle book and lion King that we could use a video game image or a video game engine to make the graphics more realistic and make the scenery more realistic. And We can can put the people in the engine. And I was like, oh, you're just blowing my mind up.
1: In our lifetime, we've gone from video games being, you know, okay and movies being great to movies being okay and video games being even better.
0: Yeah. Well, and this is something that, you know, like everything else, you take what you learn and you build off of it. So, obviously, Season 2 is going to be better visually because of that. I mean, everything they've learned, they go – Oh, what if we ramp it up? What every think about every single person that works on that project, how into it they are and they all want to do better. So they're all going, what if next season we do this and everybody's got an idea and everybody's excited.
1: And I agree. And I think honestly, also it helps that they got a lot more money now. Yeah. That first season, I think it went better than they expected it to. Oh yeah. And they got a much better budget this time. Yeah. It's kinda like the with with we another show you talked about recently, The Boys. Yeah. That sec this second season. Yeah. Four episodes in and I'm already freaking crazy laughing and crying and freaking out more than I did the first season.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Well, I mean, and everything in the beginning is that trial period of well, we gotta set the stage, we gotta tell who these characters are, we gotta and then when you get into later seasons you can go, Okay, they've already bought that part. Let's just let's ramp it up, you know.
1: And I guess a lot of shows are using that using <laughs> that using that you know kind of equation because, like Umbrella Umbrella Academy, yeah, first season was pretty good, yeah. The second season, M- amazing, amazing,
0: amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just it, even if if you took one of those characters and watched their arc, you could watch that one character's arc and it'd be a whole show by itself. But Klaus's storyline is
1: the most amazing See, because says, I'm I'm more of a Luther fan, really. I love that big, gentle giant kind of, you know, in love, in in love. And yeah, I I, I like that story.
0: I like five. I think five is fascinating.
1: Well, he's fascinating because he can jump through time.
0: Well, and he's so old, but he looks like a young boy (laughs) and he knows way more than he should, you know, and, but Klaus to me is, is the next most interesting character because he's living this time loop as well. He went back way far and like went through war in Vietnam and had his whole life and then he come back to the future and then he went back in time again. I was like, what? I mean, I was trying to wrap my head around his journey. And then in season two, you know, he's the, he's the prophet, you know, just knows things and all he's is he's, he's just reciting destiny's child lyrics.
1: (laughs) Yeah, But I mean, I mean, come on. No wonder he's an alcoholic to live through three different times basically.
0: Yeah. And you have a ghost that haunts you and sticks with you all the time and never leaves you alone and always talks to you. It'd make you a little crazy.
1: Although spoiler alert, and again, as Josh always says, spoiler alert. Close your eyes if you haven't heard. I love the end. Yeah, it gives him peace. Yep. It really was amazing the way that just kind of it. It, it, it was a big. It was a big deal. It just kind of faded right out. Yep. And allowed him to have his inner peace. That's right. I was really I was really impressed with that the way they did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like all of the characters in that. I like all of the developments that they've done. And then after you watch season two, I don't know if you follow the subreddit or whatever, but there's all kinds of hints to this mockingbird or whatever they call it, the that, that other academy that pops up at the very end. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. When they get to the very end, and he talks about, this is an Umbrella Academy. This is blah, blah, blah Academy. That's that image uh, apparently is littered all throughout season two and you don't notice it and in the subreddit they show you images of where everybody's got this on their dossier or on their lapel pins or stuff like that and you're like wait what mocking jay that's what it was mocking jay that's right yeah Yeah. this is the mocking jay academy yeah so anyway um uh, ding fries are done Uh, guys, I'm really apologizing. I wish I could mute it. I don't know how to mute it. I just, uh, I was, I was telling the audience before you logged on that I finally watched all of the office. I finished it. You finished it? I finished it. Have you seen it?
1: Oh, I've seen it. Yes.
0: Okay. So Alex was telling me all along, it's the best show. I love it so much, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this sucks. I was watching it and I wasn't in love with
1: it. I know Except- we talked about that. You got, you, you were like season three, whenever I last time I talked to you and you said you were kind of, you were still trying to try to figure out if you liked it or not.
0: Right. So I got to finish it while I was working out of town and the very end is very lovely. The, the last few episodes, amazing, it, right? it made me sentimental. It made me want to weep a little bit. I was like, Oh, and I realized like suddenly the words popped in my head. This is a love story. And it's yeah. not, it's not just the love story of Jim and Pam. It's the love story of how Michael evolved as a really yep. crappy manager to become a really you know, nice guy, fully rounded human being Fall fell in love, had his kids, had everything he wanted in the end was revered at the end. Dwight Schrute evolved from being this idiot who was just, I mean, let's face it insufferable, but good at his yep. job and then became better at his job and a better person and a better human being. And, his his monologue at the end, talking about how you know Jim and Pam you know became his best friends, and I was like, "Oh, I, I thought it was so great." I was like, "Man, this is nice." But their ability to look back at their own past.
1: Hey, this. Hey, it
0: this sounds this like she's backing off. up. I
1: apologize.
0: It sounds like she's backing up. You gotta.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. I think I got it finally. I thought I for some reason Facebook opened. I don't know why. But yeah, why, no. It was why like are it was you that
0: good. popular on Facebook? I know you. You're not that popular.
1: No, far from it. I think is <laughs> like this is like two weeks of me not opening my laptop since the last time we probably did a Zoom call, <laughs> and it was all the Facebook. Notifications from those two weeks for some people's
0: reason. birthdays. It was, <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. It was around my birthday, exactly. So, yeah, just me. so I apologize for the noise, but that's uh, fine. No, it was, it was absolutely that's the point. It was a love story, and it wasn't just the Jim and Pam love story, although that was a big part of it.
0: Yeah, I love is, the fact that she got to see kind of like, the images of all the times he was in love with her before she ever knew it. Oh,
1: oh that, oh, that, 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 the, the teacup, the tea. I, I saw something on Facebook once. If you had to choose whatever, you know, taste, uh, you know, his chili or blah, blah, blah. What would you want? I said, I want to know what's in the uh, teacup note. Yeah. Because apparently it was the most romantic thing ever said.
0: Or what was in the other note?
1: Well, yeah. the no- Yeah, Remember the, the uh, note he
0: put in his pocket?
1: Yeah. yeah. The one that was, yeah. The yeah. one that was supposed to be, it was supposed to be with the teacup. <clears throat> right. That's like, yeah, the teacup note. That's it. Yeah,
0: because, yeah, because yeah, the inside the thing was his high school photo. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So yeah. I read a because line, he, she, while she opened it, he reached over and got the note and stuck it in his back pocket.
0: I read a line that that, that his hair was a wig all that time when it was all disheveled look, and nobody knew until the show was over. <laughs> he never told him that. He never told anybody it was a wig. Nobody ever knew. They just figured he always looked like that. They were like, right, whatever.
1: I'll tell you, I love him as a good comedic act, actor, but I've heard he's really good in the uh, the Jack Ryan series.
0: It is good. Um. It's more um it's more espionage than anything. It's it's um it's real fast paced, it's real tough. You can tell he's taken a lot of martial arts classes. There's a scene where he fights a guy and he's supposed to be like a former military guy, so he knows his way around weaponry and that kind of thing. And I don't know. It's um it's a weird transition to know that guy as Jim on the office and then see him you know, being basically Jack Reacher.
1: <laughs> and you're like, all right, okay, yeah, sure. It's, it's you, tough, because especially nowadays, we got so many characters that we see for seasons upon seasons yeah. that they kind of become mentally like, like, you know, if, if you know, uh, Sheldon tried to go do something else.
0: Well, now, I, I will give the, I'll give Sheldon this. He is great in, in that Hollywood show. <clears throat> the Hollywood show? You've not seen Hollywood? No. Oh, <gasps> You have homework, son.
1: So, Hollywood? yeah, that's the name of the show.
0: It's a show on Netflix. He is a he is a Hollywood is or is the Hollywood or Dreamland Dreamland
1: Dreamland. Okay, I've heard that one, but I haven't so
0: seen. So he uh, he is a uh, executive, um, an agent for blossoming talent in Hollywood. Back in the I'm guessing 50s 40s. Okay. This is after the war. You know, guy this guy comes home from the war and he wants to be an actor. And he has to do whatever he's gotta do to get in, quote unquote. And uh, let's just say Sheldon is not what you think he is and is what you think he is at the same time. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. revealing. Um, but a lot a lot of, he, a lot he, of the story
1: he, is, you, is he, based on that Sheldon character for
0: yeah, him. Yeah. You gotta see it to to go, holy crap, it is a it is a very adult almost bad guy version of if Sheldon grew up in that time and became a bad guy and this is what he was. Um, But you totally forget you're watching him as that role because he's so, he is this character and he is not nice. Um, But the story is, the story is basically built on Rock Hudson's life. Rock Hudson apparently was like one of the first actors to come out as openly gay. Right. I remember that. Yes. So this is, this is roughly that story Um, Built around other characters at the time, Uh, the main character that you're introduced to is a show. Yeah. Okay. But it it revolves around this one character that is built off of other characters in Hollywood, loosely based on like three or four different people. But it's it's worth watching. It is really good. Um, All right. I guarantee you, in one episode, you're going to be like, "I'll just hit the next one." (laughs) it's one of those you're just like holy crap i can't believe they went that way oh yeah i'm in
1: all right well that is that is definitely that is definitely on the top of the next list then
0: yeah um i sent you a link today to to, um uh dan cummins podcast time suck on the american riots specifically the 1992 la riots uh around rodney king um we know about that loosely from our That was our youth. That was our, I mean, I graduated 92, you graduated 93. I mean, it was a big topic in our area because we only, we all had cable and we all watched what happened and we all being on the East coast in our little town of Florence, it still affected all of us to see that kind of violence on TV and go, well, of course they would riot. Why wouldn't they riot? And we've had this conversation with Greg a little while, where you know, my wife, included, doesn't understand why people riot. And this is a good conversation of in American history, what riots took place, why they took place, what it means. Um, he's got some really good quotes from like Martin Luther King Jr. on the reason for like he didn't he condemned the riots, but he said sometimes riots are the are the voice for the voiceless voiceless right and And he read off the whole or he played the whole speech that that martin luther had had said about it. And it's, you know, Martin Luther always preached about peace, but he said, "I while well, I condemn it, I, I do understand."
1: Well, and, that's, why him, that's why him and um, and Malcolm were they they were you know they they basically were doing the same thing. It was yeah. just you know Martin Luther King was trying to do it as peacefully as he could, but he saw that Malcolm was actually getting results.
0: Yeah, and I do understand both sides. Like I, I am sort of that middle ground of. I don't, I don't know if it's because of growing up extremely poor. Um, I don't know if it's because of seeing a lot of violence as a kid um, and seeing people be tested or at their wits end and clawing and fighting to get out of that situation at whatever cost it takes. I don't know what part of that primalistic thing it is, but I really have empathy for people in a situation. And a lot of people do. Um, he goes into depth about this and he's like, you know, it, do do I think it's the right action? No. Do I understand? Absolutely. I mean, if it were me and my family and I felt like I was being wronged and there was no solution other than the risk of the risk of myself being killed in the act of just lashing out, then, then it would be worthwhile to me to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I can feel the same way. And I honestly think that anybody who doesn't really hasn't known struggle in their life enough um, well,
1: that's that's a big word you just put. Struggle it has nothing struggle. to do with whatever white, black, Chinese, whatever. Yeah. struggle. That's that's the one. I mean, we all struggled, man. I mean, I I, I come from a background just about like yours. Not maybe not you know quite as whatever. I don't know exactly, but we both came up some some really rough backs.
0: No, you, you were in the same situation. You were real similar.
1: <laughs> and uh, Yours I mean, is
0: a little rougher in, in certain situations. I mean. In
1: certain situations. I didn't want to, you know, I, it goes it either way. But I mean, but Sam, we can't, but it's the struggle, man. I think yeah. that's really where it all comes from. Because we all come up with the struggle. So we we, we, we see each other and, we, and we're okay. And yeah. then on the top of that, because we're, the color of our skin was white, we didn't get as much persecution for being poor right? some of the others. And but we have, we had a lot of friends in that same circle that we saw the way they were treated, and yeah. you and I—I I don't know—again, it was because all of our families, you know, that struggle keeps you bonded. But they always taught us, you know, we're all equal. It has nothing to do with anything other than the fact of, you know, are you good person?
0: Right. Well, and I don't know about you, but I learned a lot by riding on the school bus, and I had to ride on the school bus
1: a lot. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go to public school until seventh grade. Really. I went to a private Christian school in Florence. I mean, in Sheraw, South Carolina for most of my life. Yeah. And they were, I'll be honest. It was mostly a white school, but there were a few, you know, black kids in the school as well. And, but we all were just, we, we grew up together as friends and we didn't know any better. Yeah. And then when I got to public school in Florence in seventh grade, I didn't know any better.
0: Right. Well, you know, we moved into Florence in sixth grade. And when we did, Like there was already a sense of the have and the have nots. It wasn't a color situation. It was a
1: a a social
0: economic situation. The first question I got asked when we moved here, what do your parents do? And I was like, I don't know. What do you mean? What do they do? I mean, when we were kids, it was literally, you'd walk outside. And if you had a neighbor who had a football, you're like, Hey, new best friend, let's throw the football. Or they had a bicycle. Hey, let's go ride bikes. And you just ride bikes with everybody. And this place was a little bit different. And I don't know why, I don't know what the situation was. Maybe it's, maybe it's the area that we lived because I, I mean, as an adult now living in this area, I, I talked to people who live in this area and they have their kids go to West Florence and they say that it's still a social economic diversity situation. And that South Florence is more of a, everybody's working class. Everybody's struggling. South Florence is still 50 50 as far as race relations. Um, Wilson is predominantly black.
1: Uh, about
0: 75%. Right. But it's, I don't know. It's one of those situations where I feel lucky in a lot of ways because uh, I was born white in America as a dude and had decent parents that didn't kill me. I mean, I'm, I'm still here. You know, I got some kind of raising because I came a, became a decent human being. Um, but it's a lot of it's luck. Like I can't, I mean, I I know, I know most people would say it's God's grace and it is God's grace, but a lot of it's luck too. A lot of it is, I got lucky. I I had no say in any of this. It just happened this way. And because of that, because of my realization of that, I feel like an obligation to be like, Hey, let me call out when somebody does something that is wrong. Let me say something because I have an obligation to at least voice for the voiceless. You know, and maybe that's something to do with the Marine Corps. Maybe it's a series of it being drilled into my head of you have to protect people who can't protect themselves. Maybe it's that. I don't know. I'll, but but it's I'll not. Be, it's, you, it's before that. I mean,
1: I was going to say, I'll give you I'll give you some of the Marine, Marine put a little bit of that in you. but then you were like that before I met you. Like as I met you before I met you, I'm sure because you were already like that when I met you. Right. I mean, yeah. The Marine Corps might might have increased it a little bit. But I mean, you already had that inside of you.
0: But like I had a conversation with my neighbor Paul today. Um, you know, Paul's a widowed guy, he's a black guy, he's raised several kids that have gone to college. He, you know, is now a widow. Um, he was calling me today because he saw the trucks outside. He says, I hear you're putting in some stuff in your attic. And I was like, Yeah. I said, you know, trying to get it cool off up there. And he says, I, I got an extra air conditioner if you need one. I heard your wife say that yours broke down, and I was like, no, I'm good. And he's like, all right, well, if you ever need it, I got an extra one, man. You know, I'll I'll bring it over and we can set it up. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I said, you know, I I asked him, I said, would you be interested in doing a podcast? And he goes, you know, my kids have talked to me about maybe doing a podcast and I don't know nothing about it. And I was like, it's nothing. I told him, I said, it's just a conversation. We just talk just like you and I normally talk. I said, but I, I told him what I'm trying to do. I said, I'm trying to build community. I'm trying to, to put it, the word out there that you don't have to let politicians tell you it's us versus them. It is literally our people, each other, reaching out to one another b- despite our differences, despite of our social economic systems, despite of the fact that we look different and realizing that we can communicate as human beings and we can be kind to one another and we can hear their story and we can learn to love each other. And I said, and if if I'm gone from the earth tomorrow, maybe that sense of urgency and that sense of belonging will somehow take root and seed itself into something more. And maybe somebody else will take up that, that part of it and keep going because that is the only way we get better as a people. I mean, for whatever reason, media has been allowed to sour everyone's feelings towards one another to a point where it doesn't matter what they say. It's going to piss off half the people that they say it to. And a leader can't actively lead anymore because they're obligated to have a stance on a platform that's only allowed to have two versions and either version is going to piss off the other side to the point that they don't even listen to each other. So who, who listens to, to who, who has the biggest voice right now? Right now, I would, I would say that Joe Rogan probably has the biggest voice of anybody out there.
1: Speaking up real quickly. You 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 said it on your podcast a while ago. I don't know if something happened or somebody heard it, but apparently there is now a possibility of a four-hour debate with Joe Rogan as the moderator. Now I believe if, I believe it's been at least two months ago that you. he's very similar to that. He's been asked
0: before by different people, would you be interested in doing something like that? And he goes, absolutely. He said, but I, I really want to get both of those guys just a little bit high, just a little bit high, just maybe a little bit of mushrooms, maybe a little bit of weed, just everybody, let's, let's just calm down and listen to one another. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get some mushrooms, we'll hug it out, it'll be lovely, and then we'll talk, we'll just talk.
1: you know. And he's, you know. It would, be, it would be ridiculous the things that stepped out of the orange clown's mouth, if he was a little high already, because he's already, the things he says are almost like he's high anyway. But and what if what if, what
0: if what if the voice conversation voice came out? What if what if the conversation came out where he just said, "You know, the world needed a bad guy," and I thought, at least if I'm the bad guy, North Korea won't be. I. I, I mean, I, I, how do you how do you fight crazy, but with, with crazier?
1: You I, know. I suppose something like that, but I would think it would be more along the lines of, yeah, all my businesses were failing. Nobody would give me a loan. So guess what? I took the job in America that pays the most because I can get all the money from you guys to keep me from floating. But
0: but he still donated all of his checks.
1: Yeah, his checks were $450,000, okay? Do you know that they say that he has earned over $7 million just on his properties alone from doing golf because of the money they go to and they spend there is all taxpayer money along with rooms for the secret service rooms for anybody he's traveling with dinners, all that. That's it. That's just those for the tune of at least six to $7 million mm. on top of all the other things. Like he, he has a couple of hotels that right there across the street from the uh, white house. And apparently anybody that comes into town, for you know some kind of meeting, they all have to stay at Trump Hotel. Hmm.
0: You know, if you hear uh, any of this time suck stuff about the history of America, there's a lot of stuff they point out about how almost every politician was dirty in some way and right. how they all maneuvered laws to benefit them financially. I mean, you get Nancy Pelosi is a good example of how she's been in politics in a job that paid you know, between $100,000 and $200,000 a year. And somehow she's a multimillionaire. You know, they go, what the hell's going like, on there?
1: Many yeah. kickbacks and lots of insider stock trading, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, I completely understand. I mean, they're, they're, but, they're, there's no—I don't think there's a clean politician in Washington.
0: But you get the opportunity to, to elect a clean one, and nobody wants to vote for him, or they're told not to vote for him by the press because money spins that thing in their direction. So nobody's listening to him. Because let's face it, I don't listen to anybody nowadays when it comes to politics when they start talking because I go, yeah, I don't trust you.
1: I mean, what, what, what would you have to say that I trust? OK, but there was one that you did and I actually did yeah. start to follow her a little bit and she had no chance because she was willing to go against the bipartisan party idea.
0: Now, the one that's going to that's going to rock everything, I think, in the future is Nikki Haley because I think she can be president because the, the Republican national committee is behind her and she's been smart about how she's handled pretty much everything.
1: She was, I was disappointed that she was at the uh, convention this year. I, I thought that she would kind of separate herself from him. She's trying
0: to play the part.
1: I understand. And I do. And I, and I look, you told me and on your podcast, you mentioned, it, I think it was Greg as well. She was the one here in the state governor when people voted she would actually put out the votes online so people could yeah. see who actually voted. Yeah. So she, she believes in being open, and I, and I, oh, yeah. I appreciate it.
0: You know, and she was the one that, that helped broker peace with North Korea. She she was the one that went to Russia and, and said, listen, until your sanctions are involved, we're going to put bigger sanctions upon you. And she forced the hand of the, all those people to put bigger sanctions on North Korea to, to then them sign a, a nuclear treaty. I mean, it was her actions. She was just like, we're just going to stop this right now. I mean, she did the right way. She didn't put boots on the ground. She just said, let's hold the money. You guys want, need things, you need food, you need resources. We'll just hold that back until you agree. And that was the right way to do it. Other people would have been like, we're going to bomb them. We're going to put our foot in their butt and blah, 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 blah. She did it the right way. I mean, and I wouldn't be unhappy with her as our first female president. I, well,
1: as, 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 the, as the kind of joke goes is, how many wars have been started by women?
0: I don't know. Are we including uh, the queen?
1: Well, I mean, I guess possibly, yes. I mean, that's uh but, but I mean, percentage wise, what do you think? I mean, it, it's gotta be in the low single digits. It's lower than men. A lot lower.
0: It's yeah. Well, we're, we don't know how involved Hillary was with a lot of that. But
1: no, that's, yeah. that's a whole, that, that's, I, I, I can't
0: agree. talk on it. I might suicide myself. <laughs>
1: That's that's the evil devil incarnate into a human form.
0: If you say it too loudly, she might come after you and you might suicide yourself in the backyard with three in the back of your head.
1: Exactly. So let's just go to the next subject.
0: Yeah. So aliens, let's talk about aliens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who knows, maybe she's one of those as well.
0: Let's talk about the fact that CNN came out or not just CNN, but CNN, NASA, and everybody came out and said that they can now, they can tell that there is life in Venus in Venus, they, they've 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 uncovered some kind of something in Venus's clouds that proves that there's life on Venus.
1: I guess I missed that one. I can't like, believe I missed
0: that. Yeah, yeah. They're like, wait, what, what, what? I think I sent it back out on. I watched it on Twitter and I sent the thing back out, and I was like, wait, did everyone just not see that?
1: What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, the same thing that when you know what was it about? Four months ago, during the middle of everything, they released the fact that there have been UFOs and all the information that we talked about, but other ones. And they're like, yeah, UFOs exist. Yeah. (laughs) There's nobody talking about this. They were just like, they're here. We are not alone. <laughs> the the question has been answered. We all knew the answer because everyone no say, "Thank <laughs> you, Steve Jobs." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like my phone. <laughs> Elon Musk. I really like the Roadster. It's fast.
1: <laughs> They're all aliens living among us. Hey, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like Back to the Future when they tried to like upgrade the technology. <laughs> That's what they did. They came back to Earth because we're behind them. To release all this technology that's already been something they've had on their earth forever.
0: Well, think about it: if you were like from the future and you realized that you knew how to build some kind of technology, and right? then you had the ability to go to some place that was a little dumber, and you go, "Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we do it this way?" And everybody goes, "Oh my god, he's so smart!" And you're like, "I know, right?" Right. I'm gonna put the patent out. You guys just pay <laughs> me later.
1: I mean, Bezos already looks like an alien, so I mean, you know,
0: that would explain a lot about the Simpsons,
1: <laughs> right? The fact that they know everything is always the aliens that call the earthlings, like, you know, the rednecks of the century.
0: Yeah. I love the episode where they're they're watching us on TV and they go, this season's really boring. And he he flips the channel and he, every once in a while they'll watch, they'll they'll show clips. I mean, it does it once in a while. They'll show clips of them in space and they go, oh, yeah. Did you see what happened this season? I didn't know they were going to set it on fire. Oh, this is great. (laughs) And they got the tentacles going.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, from my money. Futurama is one of my favorite of that whole era. The The writers on that show were just so witty and intelligent. Yeah. I mean, the science along with the humor mixed together is just was just amazing in my opinion.
0: There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff about, no, who would do that? That makes no, no sense at all. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we're totally doing that. Yeah.
1: Um, so we that thing while we're talking about animation. Just saw today, September 30th, South Park's pandemic episode one hour episode
0: oh okay i've got youtube tv right now um i signed up because of football and um so i was able to watch some football this past week and uh so i'll i'll check that out
1: okay well off screen you know you still can watch any of that right i know i know but okay just saying
0: this this makes it a little bit easier i don't have to wait for the stupid little wheel to spin and
1: okay and
0: and it to go nope not available now i'm like (laughs) so anyway using said thing um been watching a lot of uh interesting shows raised by wolves have you seen that
1: no but you talked about it on the last podcast that one and um actually me and chrissy were just talking today about uh possibly watching rain
0: yeah uh rain's okay the first season of rain is better than the other seasons even though the special effects gets better um the ending doesn't make sense. The end I mean the ending does make sense in a way, but then you go, Wait, that's it? Like you just it looks spectacular. You're like, Okay, I can tell this is the end, but they're like, Okay, so did it did it fix this or did it they don't tell you. They just they're like, Oh well, this is it. And you're like, Okay. Um but what's better is uh Raised by Wolves. And I'm watching Cobra Kai and I really like oh. it
1: dude been watching it I, I thought i thought i mentioned that to you one time before when you were when you, were you talking did about
0: you did but i was sleeping on it and i and i started watching it and i'm on season two right now like episode four um i'm digging it i'm really digging it it's really good
1: there's um, a there's, there, there's there's a leak out there there's a possibility for season three that uh lives, it lives is to go back.
0: it is the um <clears throat> the Bill Burt episode I listened to this past week, they talked to uh Nate Bergazzi, the comedian who's on it. He's the rival uh, um car dealership guy.
1: So mm, yeah. he's
0: to be in he he he's like he kinda led a little thing of, oh we've already recorded it. We're just waiting on a release date. And I was like, Oh, okay. Good to know, good to know. So yeah, it's it's season three is coming. Um,
1: okay, that's actually how I found that Red Tube even existed.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> what else did I write down here? Oh, the babysitter killer Queen it's a movie on Netflix um, this is part two to the babysitter the first one okay so in in the babysitter which I did a review on a while ago it's about two years ago um, <clears throat> it was this guy's like a young you know not quite old enough to be by himself kid who's got a teenage uh, girl who's babysitting him and He's in love with her because she's hot and she, you know, plays with him and whatever. And she's like, all right, well you got to go to bed. And he's like, okay. So he goes to bed and then he hears her like invite her friends over and he, and he hears them playing a game and he wants to watch them play the game. And then he realizes that, that she's like in some kind of satanic cult thing. And then they start talking about, they're going to sacrifice him and drink his blood. And he goes, wait, what? And he's trying to escape. And then there's this whole thing where he ends up basically killing all of them at some point. And they, Disappear because they're demons, and it it gets really crazy really fast there's some humor in it it's not it the the blood is kind of on the humorous side, so it's <laughs> it, it's one of those that you that when somebody gets decapitated or something you're like Pah! you know it's like one of those things
1: and like I, other clowns from outer space
0: yeah it, it's one of those things where you know it, the more realistic it is, the less I like it, the more crazy it is <laughs> actual- yeah. Spurt, spurt. The, more, the more splatter and then people make jokes along the way, I'm just, I'm, I'm loving it because I'm like, this is so hilarious. This is so stupid. I, I could see people having fun with it. I could probably see them doing blooper reels over and over going, oh, I got in my eye that time. Oh, come on, guys. you know. And then going, wait, which shot do we use? Because that was a funny line. <laughs> 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 but, um, but this is season, this is basically the, the second movie of that thing. It's like two years later. He's in high school and they're back. And so, yeah. And it's, it's the second one was better than the first one.
1: Okay. So well, uh, maybe I'll look at that. Now, have you had the chance to watch Bill and Ted? Not yet. Okay. And is it I good? Will re- I will re- I'm just going to reserve my quiet right now. I, want, I, want, I, want, I don't want to make any comment.
0: No, no, you can say if it's good or not.
1: No, I cannot. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that literally I've got to have, I, I, can't, I can't persuade at all. Even, even saying one thing will persuade. Okay. Just I, let me so know. I have homework. I got just you. Let when, just let me know when you watch it. Okay. When I have homework. I got to watch that uh, show, um, Dreamland. Thank you. Dreamland. I'm actually going to put it in the phone now so I'll make sure I remember it.
0: Yeah. So I'm listening to a lot of podcasts uh, because I had to work out of town. Um, it's a good time for me just to plug it in the phone and listen as I'm driving down the road, it keeps me wide awake. I got to listen to a good bit of uh, Burt Kreischer stuff uh, with him on Bill Burt and then um, two bears, one cave this past week on two bears, one cave. He wasn't on because he's in Macon, Georgia, filming a show that apparently is already previewed out called the big show or go big. Apparently it's it's a a game show with Snoop Dogg and (laughs) apparently, apparently
1: it's a game show.
0: yeah, Yeah. I saw previews for it. and I was like, Oh, that looks like fun. It looks like a I fun saw, show.
1: Well, I saw him and Snoop talking backstage about one of his old songs because he said he thought it had a lyric wrong, and I saw that. Yeah. But I didn't realize that they're doing the show together. But yeah, it's, it, but apparently he's doing a game show, and I guess he's doing it with Snoop.
0: Yeah. The the show looks incredible. It's on TBS coming up. Um, anyway, he couldn't be on the Two Bears, One Cave, so his wife Leanne was on. And Leanne has her own podcast. She's the reason I have this podcast because she talked about Anchor. And so...
1: <clears throat> wife of the
0: Party, right? Wife of the Party, yeah. yeah. So, and, and I like watching it. Um, I actually watch it on YouTube a lot or I listen to it when I get the chance. A lot of her stuff, though, is more female-related um, because that's her wheelhouse. That's things she's working on, personal growth and that kind of stuff. And the two of them have done podcasts together on hers or on his, and they talk about the fact that his is to make you forget about your day and just have a laugh. Hers is to make you kind of think about yourself and to have growth have some kind of self-growth how
1: to make tomorrow better basically yeah
0: right there there are two parts of a coin that sort of need each other to exist like she needs his wild and crazy side to just feel like life is interesting and fun and she's like i i like that kid aspect of him i like the fun side of him i like you know all of the stuff that he does he is very sweet and kind and stuff like that and then he says a lot of stuff on the Two bears, one cave. About you know, my second wife's gonna be blah. blah. And she's like, "He's so foolish, yet she's like, <laughs> well, <it's>, it, <laughs> he's it, it, like, it, it, she's like, hey, this is all, this is all nothing." She goes, yeah, "Trust I me, mean, whenever he's around, he's like, baby doll." He's like, it's she, kind of like
1: the Howard Stern thing." I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, he used to talk about his wife on the screen. And he's like, "I don't care if I'm married," you know, "show me your boob." But I mean, he loved his wife. Yeah. I really believe really, he truly did love her.
0: Well, and Bert's the same way. Bert is is madly in love with his wife, and he talks about her a lot of times, kind of demeaningly, and then and then every time they talk to Leanne, she's like, he's so full of crap. Yeah, he's I mean, not, he's not like that at knows, all. He, he doesn't say he's doing stuff it like for that.
1: Comedic purposes. That's it. Yeah. He knows.
0: She knows well, that. And, and she's talked, he's talked about her a good bit with like their sex life and stuff. And, and so Tom asked her on the show, he says, you don't mind him talking about stuff like that. And she goes, she goes, well, listen, she goes, do you, do you and your wife have sex? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, okay, pretty much everybody else does too. So I don't care if he talks about it as long as he makes it a good story, as long as he can make it funny, that's what I care about, the writing. Make it worthwhile. Don't just awesome. waste it.
1: See, yeah. That's what we're all looking for. Like you got Dolores. Dolores would be like that, would you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. She Every once What's in a while, she, she looks yeah. at me and she goes, <laughs> I can't believe say. you just said that. But at the same yeah. time, sometimes she's like, Okay, that was. Yeah, cool. I, I get it why you said. It. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like the thing people expect of me. Now, if I don't say something, they're like, "Is he okay? He's not. He's not his normal self." <laughs> I'm kind of expected to say something a little inappropriate at times, you know.
1: Speaking of which, while we're talking about Bert, uh, did you decide yet if you wanted Augusta, Atlanta, or Charlotte?
0: He's not coming to those.
1: Uh, that's what. Uh, if you go to the second page of it, they said he did. On the next tour There's the first really? round And then you go back to the second round There's the bottom round Oh, I didn't see the next and round There's Augusta, Atlanta, and there's Charlotte
0: I did not know that um, If I had to choose, I'd say Augusta Because I know that Greg could be there a lot easier
1: I believe that was in February Brr <laughs>
0: Uh huh. <laughs> hey, listen though, I've got a truck bed. We can spin that sucker around and put some blankets back there and we'll be fine.
1: Well, I'm sure there's a Marriott in Augusta. I got us covered. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if not, I mean, Greg's dad lives there. I mean, he's got plenty of room. I'm he'll, sure he'll put he'll, us up.
1: He'll let us still up a tent in the backyard.
0: Yeah. A tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my wife's sister lives in Augusta too. I mean, Charles might might want to go too. I mean, that might be a thing.
1: But, but yeah, yeah I, believe, I believe Augusta was in February. But look at it. But yeah, I, I did. I saw what you saw. You go to the first list, nothing comes near this area. But then if you go down a little further, it gives a second list.
0: Okay. I got to look at that. Um, I wonder if he's going to keep the name Hot Summer Nights if it's going to be in February.
1: I would, just because I think it's awesome to keep it.
0: I really hate the fact that we miss Charlotte because apparently Charlotte was awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well. You're talking about the movie theater thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That apparently yeah. was awesome. I like people talk. Doing,
1: I, well, I, I mean, I just thought our concert was canceled. I didn't I didn't realize they were doing a drive in thing. Yeah. Well they, they did, but it was a
0: Wednesday night. Oh, okay. that And this weird. was, yeah. And this was right when Dolores got laid off. And I was just like, I just can't, I can't swing it. I mean, I I'd have you. to miss two days from work. It, it'd be weird to have a Wednesday Thursday off and then go back to work on Friday. And then I was like, I just, plus I can't afford it right now. And I was just like, nah, pass.
1: I I didn't even know of, but, um, but yeah. uh, So is the, is the Augusta them trying to do the theater again? I don't know. I didn't see, I just saw the, I I didn't even look at the actual
0: venues. I just saw the dates and where they were. That may have been the one that we originally had the tickets for Charlotte because they had that Atlanta, Augusta, Charlotte lineup, and then they postponed it for a whole year. And then they said, I think at one time they said it was going to be like a, like a Tuesday night, and I was, I was like, "No, nah, I'm not going on Tuesday night." And they lo- they allowed me to then get my money back, which was
1: great because I would bought way too many tickets. Um, no, I believe the Augusta. I think if I, I'm I, again, I may be wrong, but I believe this Augusta one was on a Friday night. Okay,
0: well, that was the original.
1: So maybe that was, that, maybe they did. Maybe that's what they did. Maybe they moved. Maybe it. they
0: pushed it a year. They pushed. Yeah.
1: Well, we were, we were supposed to go in what uh, July.
0: I think it was June.
1: Was it June? Okay. I think this it was is,
0: June.
1: This is February, so maybe they moved everything six months. So maybe that's what it is.
0: Because it was June, and then they moved it to, like, November. But when they moved it to November, it was, like, a Tuesday. And I was like, eh, mm, I'm going to make it And then they allowed me to get my money back. And I was like, okay, well, at least okay. I got my so money that, back okay, for that so one.
1: This, this might be the replacement for that show, but it is in, yeah. I think it's in February,
0: though. Yeah. Yeah, and I I... I just lost money on that Jeff Dunham one. I was just like, well, whatever. Just, you didn't even go. I know it's gone. Just bye-bye money.
1: I lost the money.
0: I lost the money on the hotel and I lost the money on the tickets. So that puppet boy is
1: dead to me. So they, so they didn't, they didn't offer a refund or or anything like that. no, I'll never watch Jeff Dunham again.
0: No, it, and it has nothing to do with him. It's the it's the people who sold the tickets. Um, when I contacted them, they were just like, "Yeah, try and resell them." <laughs> and I was just like, "Really? Okay." Who did you buy from? I forget. Vivid tickets or something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. And what was it? Hotels. dot com. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Third party be, the third party, of those things. I know that. Like, I mean, I know. Like, when we had the uh, when the pandemic first hit.
0: I understand it. I'm not happy about it, but I understand right,
1: it. I understand that, but I'm sorry. The concert, they, buy, they buy
0: blocks and, and you get the blocks at a discount and right, I, I, get I get it, but it's, it's, I'm not happy about it.
1: <laughs> but the fact that you can't even get like a credit with vivid seats or whatever, when you paid for it and the show got canceled.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they're, uh, I'm sure they're really suffering. Well, no, of course not. I mean, you know, I gotta, I gotta see what I'm working tomorrow. Cause it's, past yeah, I time when it's I need to figure that, that out.
1: Right, brother. I'm, I probably got to go too. I got to go start cooking dinner.
0: Let's see. Where is my name? My name is Kid Rock. It says 5 a.m. So that means I can sleep till I, I can go to bed at 10. Okay, I'm good.
1: All right. Well, actually, if it's not if you're saying I'm actually got, I got to run to the um, store and then go grab some stuff to finish dinner. Okay. So I'm,
0: I appreciate always. you logging on and doing this. I know uh, you're a busy man. I'm a busy I, I, man. I try to stay busy, but no, I'm
1: not as busy. I just work different hours.
0: I could have done this earlier if it wasn't for the fact that they were doing that stuff in the attic, and and that's kind of why. I, I to
1: be honest to with you, this is the of time for me, because I just got home right before this.
0: Yeah. So,
1: but yeah. Uh, as always, it's, it's always a blast to be on, and I appreciate you, you know.
0: And, listen, to uh, that, listen to that Time Suck episode. It's really fascinating, because... He makes a good argument in a lot of different ways that I hadn't thought of. Um, it, it challenged me to think in, in about the the actual numbers. Um, not that it completely changed my mind on what I thought happened, but it did in a way. Like especially the Rodney King thing. Um, yeah, when you watch it. Let me know. Um, Greg actually listened to it. Greg actually sent me a thing. He goes, "Dude, have you heard this?" And I was like, "No." He goes, "He's going to lose some listeners." And I was like, "Really?" He goes, "Boy, he he took some chances." And I was like, um, "He does." His, hear this now. He does his research. Like he's gonna well, he's gonna present facts. He's not gonna just willy nilly this. And I'm like, "Okay," but he didn't say if it was good or bad. Like we haven't talked about it. I'm I'm in I'm putting my inflection on my own reading it. He texted me. Obviously, anyway. you, know,
1: you, you know what he means and how he means it usually.
0: Yeah, because it's it's a situation where it doesn't, like, again, what we were talking about earlier, it's polarizing no matter which thing you talk about right now. But But this is just like Dan Cummins is a comedian and he's doing a research podcast, but he has a team of researchers doing it. And a lot of it he's reading for the first time and he'll go, I just read this. I had no idea. You know, this is how I feel about it. I could could be wrong, but I mean, he's he's got a very honest approach to it, and I don't think that it's cited. Me listening to it, I don't think it's a cited issue at all. It's just here's the facts. And while I don't agree with this, this is something new I learned. Um, It's tragic. Like he doesn't he doesn't mince you know any any facts about the you know the reality of it being terrible. And
1: I'll 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 tell you this. I've I've been interested in. His podcast, since you and Greg have talked about it and, and your brother, Alex, talked about it. yeah. And my, my only concern was, is most of the time when I, when I listen, I'm in the car and I only got about a 45 minute drive. Yeah. So, and you say most of his are, you know, hour and a half, two hours. Hour and a half, um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I've avoided it, but this one actually makes me feel like I've got, I, I'm I'm going to listen where it takes me a couple trips at work or whatever. I'm very interested in hearing this one. And I'm probably going to end up, i probably after that going back and listen to a whole bunch of other ones.
0: I've been thinking about topics of things we could do in the future, not to make this longer, but sure. <clears throat> I've been thinking about topics we could do in the future. And I heard a topic of a podcast where a few comedians were talking about porn and their ideas on porn. And I realized I'm sort of doing everybody a disservice if I don't at least have an episode about porn.
1: <laughs> but then I thought, we can't, you can't bring the group one and do a porn one. Just hear me out. Uh, what, a, what if we do one? Speak, speak. What if I love we do... I love you. I heart you. I heart you. What if we
0: have one where we talk about it and then we, we listen back to it and go, yeah, we can't use this. Or we listen to it and we go, okay, that's actually not bad. I mean, I think we can, I think we could talk about it in a way that, listen... I'm just trying to make everybody have a safe space. Okay. I understand. People and need to work. There, there, I'm, is, I'm, there's, there is young ladies out there needing a job right now and it's and us to help them stay employed. And why not normalize a profession that all of us have sex, right? Support I'm, your single I'm assuming, mom. I'm assuming most people masturbate. I mean, if you're by yourself, that's kind of, you know, yeah. so sometimes you need to go to sleep. I'm just saying, but what if we have a conversation, you know, What what if what if we normalize the conversation? I'm
1: all in on the conversation. I'm just saying, you know, we can't get the group together on that one. It's gonna. I mean, it it has to be the group to do it.
0: It would. uh, Maybe we could do it like a Patreon, where people have to pay money to listen. That way, they won't be offended. And if they are offended, fuck it. We make money, right? And then we just split the money. What do you think?
1: Hey, that sounds like a plan. Let's talk to the boys and see if we can do it.
0: Well, we'll throw that out there into the universe so it lives. Greg will listen to this.
1: Josh West doesn't listen
0: to it. He's out already. So, you
1: get any feedback from that on the social media
0: there? I could do a poll online and see what people think. Would you pay $5 to hear a podcast? And, and, you know, right. And we could just be honest. And then if, if, it, if it works, great. If it doesn't, okay, whatever.
1: No, it would have to be a, you know a, a unanimous vote that all of us agree uh-huh. that it goes online. Yeah, I'm I'm there's sure just, we'd have to listen to the Just compromise here,
0: right? We we couldn't vote each other out. It'd have to be all in or not at all. Yeah. All right. I don't know. It'd be. I know it'd be problematic with our jobs. I know it would be.
1: I I, I look. I I'm in. That's <laughs> all I'm, <saying>. I'm in. <laughs> I was watching. Actually, no, it's funny that you mentioned this. I just happened to be flipping through channels this morning and there was a movie called the great American orgy. Have you, have you, have you heard about this one? Uh-uh. It's, it's, um, it's just this movie that they, they, I guess they made recently. I don't know. It's a bunch of group of high school female and male friends that like hang out in this guy's house because his dad's loaded and they never check the house in the Hamptons. And they always have these big, huge parties, like crazy theme parties. And the last party, because his dad's getting ready to sell the house, they decide they're going to have a low key all American orgy, and they're all been friends since like high school, and it's this weird, weird thing. And it was just, it was just funny as you started talking about porn and us grouping together and deciding if we all agreed and all just or because everybody to agree.
0: Not, not that we're going to make one. I'm saying like it's a conversation about.
1: No, like how
0: normal it is and, and, and our first, like, like I think it's, it's funny to hear people talk about their first experiences of watching it and and what they watched and how it maybe ruined them in a way, or, or maybe it was like the thing that now is their thing or something. Maybe it desensitized you to certain things. Maybe you had to amp it up and started watching something else because this didn't do it for you anymore. Like, I think it'd be an interesting conversation. It's
1: it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting, not just the, the funny part of talking about porn, Right, but the intellectual and the psychological part of it. No, I get it. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would like I said, I, I, I'd be, i in. I mean, like,
0: I'd even you know, you know I'm, I'm, joking about the paywall thing, but it's, I do want to normalize the conversation enough. I mean, because because of what Leanne said, we all have sex. I mean, we do. Um, we talk okay. about violence a lot. I mean, we talked about heads exploding and how funny it was to watch blood go. Pfft. But we don't
1: talk about sex. Why? No, we don't.
0: We're, we're very repressive. We don't, we don't kill right? people. We don't kill. I don't,
1: yeah, I'm not killing people. But we were told at a young age that sex was bad and we were, it was repressive. Like, you know, like I'm, 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 when I was in college, I met these couple of girls from England. So free. I mean, absolutely just free and just uninhibited and fun. It wasn't like, it wasn't even like porn porn. It was just like, it was just open and free. Yeah. And in and, in and in America, we've never been able to do be that because we're supposedly, you know, even though there's very little people that, that that say they're Christian, we're supposed to be a Christian society, and that and sex is against Christianity unless it's with marriage.
0: Well, it's that puritanical idea of you know, do it, don't talk about it, kind of thing. But right. I'm just throwing out in the universe that we'll end it right here. Okay. I'm just saying, well, think about
1: it. Absolutely. I told Gre- you, I'm in. We'll hey, Greg will
0: hear this. He'll, he'll have to weigh the options of his obligation of uh, identity th- situation and, okay. and whatnot. And,
1: okay. Hand raised? Yeah. I'm in, okay? okay? I'm in. Okay. On the last note, and I do have to go because I have to go cook but the last note, this $4 million lawsuit to the city for Ben and Taylor's family, but yet still no arrest. Makes any sense to you?
0: All right. We need, to, we need to find the people who killed Brianna and have them tried for murder. Thank
1: you very much. That's, or at that's least manslaughter.
0: Right. They need to at least be under some kind of judicial punishment for killing her.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Justice for Brianna Taylor.
1: Justice for Brianna Taylor. Peace. Always love and peace, brother. Love you. Love you, dude. Take care. Take care. Uh,
0: everybody out there, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. And as always, you want to say it?
1: Cue the cow.